and welcome to the Sober Heathen Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm sober. I'm the Sober Heathen. Uh, happy Mother's Day to you mothers out there that are out there killing it, uh, whether it be um, in your golden years, in your young years. Um, I tip my cap to you for doing a great job and being a great mother. Hopefully you got to spend some time with your children. Hopefully you get to uh, do something fun this weekend uh, with uh, with the little ones or the big little ones, and I hope you enjoyed your time. Um, this is technically a Mother's Day episode, not because it's just on it, but because I will discuss Mother's Day uh, briefly. Um, So this is kind of like another video diary, uh, kind of just a, a talk, kind of talk about uh, where I'm at. Um, again, this is, I don't know how to handle every situation perfectly. I don't think anybody knows how to handle any situation perfectly. I, there are no experts in recovery. Otherwise, that person, uh, if there is, that person needs to write a book, but they, or teach a class, and they obviously haven't done that yet because recovery is not simple. No matter how much some people in certain uh, recovery uh, groups or communities feel that their way is the right way. So, uh, Mother's Day for me. Uh, again, to, to be blunt and as authentic as possible, Mother's Day can just fuck right off. Now, uh, if you listen to past podcasts, you kind of know my situation, but I'll, I'll recap briefly. Um you know, I was not raised by my mother uh, for more than the first few years of my life, and that still wasn't consistent. I was splitting time at least. I would, uh, I, I, I would safely wager on fifty-fifty between her and my great grandmother. Um. So my my real mother, the person that acted or took that role and fulfilled it, uh, the most complete would be my great grandmother, who is still living. I am currently living with her. She is ninety-eight. Uh, she is half a year away from being 99 years old. She is in relatively good health. She's weak, and it's uh, becoming harder to swallow certain types of food. Uh, but I can go have a conversation with her, um, and it's you know it can be a good one depending on what we're talking about. Um, so, what I'm currently dealing with when it comes to days like this, and it used to be Father's Day too, and I want to say something right off the get, okay? Um, I would be the world's biggest hypocrite to come on to a podcast and bitch about my mother and not uh, recognize my faults as a father. I, uh, I I drank and I drank in shitty situations that that uh, ignored my children. Luckily, um, there were only a few where I put them in danger, but a few is too many. One is too fucking many. And, and I did do that. And for that, I am a piece of crap for that. I don't have to continue to be a piece of crap. Um, I can make better choices and, and be a much better father moving forward. And that is the plan. That is the absolute plan. My intent, and that's the word I want to key in here. I want to key on here on this podcast is intent. My feelings on this, okay, because my dad... A lot of people ask, well, where was your dad? You know, and, and I, I, I rarely go there because uh, that's another story. Um, and I'll try to stick to the Mother's Day side of this, but I don't believe 
that my dad's intent was ever to um, be a crap parent uh, to, to let me go. I, I, I just don't think he knew how to deal with it. I don't think he knew how to, you know, um, push. And I can totally relate to that because I'm the same type of person. You know, I, for many years in my youth up until, you know, uh, now, basically, I would get shit on and just let it happen because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to stick up for myself. I didn't know how to fight for the things I wanted. And I just realized with my Fenrir wristband, the change around my neck and the hat, I got some John Cena freaking action going if you're watching the video. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I will change my appearance because John Cena is freaking annoying. But I just saw John Cena. I'm looking at the camera and I, I see John Cena waving his arm. No, I'm not ripped like John Cena. Uh, but ew. Anyway, so I don't believe my dad's intent was to be a shit show and to be completely negligent. I I, I think in in looking back at things with a clear lens, the fog of alcoholism and and everything. I can see where there were many attempts for him to uh, make things right in his way. I, I truly believe he in, he didn't intend for this, you know, uh, separation that he and I had. And it's it's a lot closer now um, over these past couple of years. And uh, his dad just passed away, um, was suffering from bad dementia. Uh, I don't know his dad, which would be, yes, my grandfather. I don't know his dad. He sounds like a dick. Um, so I'm going to the funeral on Tuesday with my dad, not for my grandfather, but to support my father. And I hope that I can be of any kind of use, even if it's just somebody to ride to a shitty situation with and, and whatnot. So I give him the free pass because I believe his intent was different than my mom. My mom's intent and, you know, Evidence would suggest, and that's how I can make this, this statement, I feel because of the evidence that is pre presented by her actions and her words, that her intent for her entire life, even as a mother of two children, uh, three technically, one passed away at birth, I did too, uh, my heart did stop, I was technically dead for uh, a short amount of time. Uh, but a mother of three, two still living, I believe her intent, or as long as I can remember, was to satisfy herself and her needs, wants, and desires. Uh, there was no intent to get a job and sustain a household where me and my brother, my brother and I, uh, could come back to her custody when we were younger um, and be under her care. That never happened. She had two jobs that I remember. One was at a lodge before uh, I was in elementary school. It's a very old memory of mine. Uh, the one in which uh, it would be my brother's dad uh, tossed me into a pool at this lodge. And uh, that he was trying to teach me how to swim. And it terrified me, scarred me for life, for water. Um, it wasn't until my uh, almost uh, 20s before I would... I gave swimming an actual shot. I wouldn't even go near water. But again, that's not her fault. She didn't throw me in the water. Uh, but she also didn't leave the dude either. So 
and I mean, I'm, people make mistakes. Anyway, I, I could I could go in circles on justifying and trying to reconcile things in my head, and I do that all the time. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm going nuts at times. <laughs> so she had that job and one other one where she cleaned hotel rooms for like a month. And this, I'm I'm just trying to explain to you the resentments that I have and the whys and the evidence. And I know people that might listen to this will be like, well, resentments are, you know, a relapse are waiting to happen. Well, I'm not going to fuck relapse on this. Okay. But what I am doing is I'm trying to talk it through and, and, and share my struggles so that maybe somebody else out there who's struggling with a parent that sucked ass um, can, can hear somebody talk about it and, and be assured that they're not going to go back to the bottle or the substance uh, to fix the problem because the, the substance never fixed the problem. Absolutely. You get that immediate ease and comfort. I know I did when I chugged that half pipe. It was immediate ease and comfort. And I just felt better. Short, short, short term. So to go back to intent, her intent was not to find any way possible to get her kids back and, and be a loving and caring mother and take care of them. There was always an excuse of why that couldn't happen. It was never her fault. The same as why her six, five or six marriages that I know of, I'll just say five to be safe. I think it's six, five marriages that she had failed and none of them were her fault. She takes no responsibility for any of these things. So even up until last year, it was about a year ago, I was, I spent my life, even as a little kid, trying to mend relationships. I'm going to take the set, the sets it off. I tried to help mend relationships for her. I would make phone calls as a little kid. I would talk to other relatives where she wasn't, who she wasn't getting along with. And I would talk to them and, and, and try to, you know, mend fences so that we'd have better family gatherings. And it worked sometimes, but most of the time it did not. Um, so what I'm trying to portray here is I'm not holding on to a grudge because she took my keys away and I couldn't go somewhere at one time. I'm not holding a grudge because she didn't like a girl that I was dating and she ruined a relationship that I was really into. I'm not holding a grudge because, uh, you know, she got me, uh, the car, th this car and didn't give me that car. I, I, I'm not holding a grudge for that. I do hold grudges for, um, you know, uh, certain things, you know, she encouraged failure. And that intent was to just be a cool mom. It wasn't an intent to be a real mom. It was to be my friend. Um, I called off on one baseball practice for travel summer team when I played. And it was when I was with her, I just got the idea. I'm like, man, I really don't want to go. And I, I fought back and forth, even bringing it up. And then finally I brought it up and she's like, Okay, yeah, I'll call your coach. I'll make something up. And she did that for me. Now, in her mind, she was doing something cool for me because she was giving her son something that he wanted. But what I needed was mom say, "You just go to practice. Go to practice. I'll ride with you if you need somebody, if you're bored or whatever. Go to practice. I had a full ride to go to college to pay, play baseball. Sure, it was at a college that I didn't know anything about. I just signed with the first one to ask me because I had no people skills and no real life skills growing up. My great grandmother is, like I said, she's 98. She went to a one room schoolhouse. She uh, 
dropped out of school in eighth grade because that's what they did. They dropped out to work on at their homestead. Uh, and that's what they did. So she, yeah, she pays her bills. Yeah, she knows how to, you know, balance a checkbook. And she's got those things. She knows that you need eat three square meals a day. She's got the basics down. And I'm not bashing my grandmother. She just doesn't have people skills and real modern day life skills like college. She doesn't understand it. She doesn't understand the need to hang out with friends. You know, she thinks you need to be at home all the time. And so I, when I moved out to go live with my mom, I, I was getting some freedom that I didn't have here. And I did it knowing that because I, you know, that's what I wanted. So <clears throat> I went to a day and a half of college orientation. It was a three-day orientation. And at lunchtime on the second day, I called my mom, very upset. And I said, mom, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. I, I, I don't fit in. Um, you know, all these kids are preppy and they, they drive fancy cars and they're wearing all these nice clothes and I'm here in like sweatpants and it just doesn't, you know, I'm, I don't know what to do. My anxiety was through the roof. I would bet my life, which I value today, that if she would have said, well, go back, get through today, get through tomorrow, get your classes going. And if after the semester, is over you want to transfer and you can do that if i would have done that i would have stayed i know this because all i need to do is get my ass through the door when i don't want to go to a, a meeting these days i get my ass through the door or i get my ass in the seat and i get logged into the meeting then i'm good and i enjoy it and i'm glad i'm there i just needed those little nudges so all day today just thinking back you know i didn't have a dad um now, to bring this whole story together, I didn't have a dad in my life because of the things that my mom told me. She told me all kinds of things. Everything was his fault, and he was this, and he was that, and his family was this, and his family was that, and they treated her like crap. And well, mom, mom wouldn't lie to me. Mom's word is gold. That was what I took. So by doing that, I was robbed of an entire side of my family because of this inconsiderate, selfish prick of a mother. Notice how I didn't use the B word because I try to respect women more than that. But this person doesn't deserve the respect, even though I'm going to try. And let me tell you what happened to me just a couple of days ago and what really infuriated me. My dad's grandparents, uh, they would come out to see me from time to time. And again, I was very hesitant and I was very awkward. I didn't like talking with new people. They were new people every time I see them, but they'd come around on the holidays, They'd send me birthday and Christmas cards. They didn't miss a beat. My dad, on occasion, would pick me up and do things. And one was to grandma. My great grandma would let me go with him to go to their house. That was one thing we do. I remember we'd go and play pool and I could drink a pop. And it was really cool going over there. But it was really awkward because I really didn't know them. But I found out just a couple of days ago after I learned that my dad's dad had passed, that those grandparents kept clippings of what I was doing in sports on, on their, on their fridge. And I was, I was willing to turn them away. Yes. I was, you were a kid. I was told that, that today when I was talking to somebody close to me about it, you know, you're just a kid. I know I was just a kid and I'm not about to cry because I'm mad at the kid for being ignorant. I'm mad because it was robbed. These people obviously cared. I'm finding out that that side of the family knows all kinds of things that are going on in my life that I've never told them. And I have no idea how it, you know, you know how they fucking know 
because they care and they're paying attention. But now I'm 41 years old and just now getting to, to hear this and, and see this. I have done terrible things as far as choices with my kids. I've talked about them openly and I'll do it again, even if it fucks me in the long run. There was one time when I was drinking and driving, my kids were terrified because I kept hitting the rumble strips. I'm so thankful to anything out there that's power, more powerful than me. I don't know if there are gods. I pray to the ones I believe in. I am so thankful that nothing happened to my kids. I'm a fucking idiot for doing that shit. And I got to let it go because they are safe and nothing did happen. But I don't know what they're going to remember and how traumatic that really was for them. But my intent was never, never to harm them and never to not be there for them. My intent is not to take a family away from them. They're, see, the repercussions of, of what my mother did by choosing to keep me and, 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 and say these things about these people and make me not want to spend time with these people and make me think that they're just dirty and, and, and terrible people. Not only did it take grandparents who now are passed away, away from me, okay? Not only did it take a dad away from me, not only did it take away siblings that I could have grown up with. I could have grown up with a sister, dude. I didn't, I, I have two sisters, one stepsister, one half sister through my dad. And I didn't get to grow up with them. I didn't get to go be around them and experience, you know, fighting with my sister. You know, that sounds silly, but that, I mean, that at an older age, that would have been cool. It would have been cool to have a sister to look out for, you know? Not only was I robbed of these things because this miserable piece of crap was so intent on fulfilling her own selfish needs that now my children, I, I have to create a relationship with that side of the family myself so then I can introduce that side of the family to my kids. So now my kids are robbed from their dad's side of the family. So all they get is one family, again, just like that. And and somebody could be listening to this, but, oh, you poor baby, grow up. Or you're 41. You know what? I am trying to get over it. I am trying to talk it through and I'm trying to work it out in my mind. I'm talking because the rage and the hatred that I have for this person, my birth mother, is overwhelming at times. And I haven't been able to have a discussion. Now, in treatment, they told me like the college thing, because I was 18 years old, they told me that well, you just really didn't want to go and you're trying to project it onto your mom. Bullshit. And, and I will talk to somebody again about it if somebody thinks that that is true. Baseball was the only thing that I had. And that's what, how I got the full ride to go to college. Baseball was the only thing that I had that was mine, that I was good at, that I had full control of. When I was out there on the mound, I had full control. And when that... When when I walked away, when she said, come home, I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, just come home then. Eh, fuck it. Part of me was happy because the anxiety went away and I didn't have to go back to that place and, 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 and be around all these people, which is weak. But that's just the truth. But the other part of me knew baseball was done. It was gone. And that that right there. That right there, I think, was giving up baseball in, in the, the potential that I had. I mean, you know, I'm not I, I'm not one of those guys that sit here and, and talk about how great I was in the glory days and this and that. 
I was invited to try out for the, the Pirates and the Chicago White Sox. Now, how that happened, I have no idea. I just showed up and the mail was there. It could have been my coach. It could have been the athletic director who actually was the same person in my high school. But I went to the White Sox tryout and it was me and one other guy there at the end throwing. And I got a full ride to go to college to pitch. So, I mean, not everybody gets that. But it's not about how good I was. It was it was for the, you know, and, and just to just, okay. So I didn't want to go. I did. No, I wanted more than anything to make this travel team. They're called Barry Hill post 165 in Midland. They're, they're always really good in the American Legion uh, spectrum of things. And I wanted so bad to make that team, but I was, I would have never went to try out. And you know how I went and was forced to try out the girl that I was dating. Her brother made me go and he made me go with him. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have done that either. But this uh, this 18-year-old dude, you know, I'm dating his sister in high school. And, you know, he takes me in and, and, and gives me the tough love and says, suck it up, buttercup. You're going to go try out. And I made it. And I slept with my baseball hat that they gave me after I made that team. I slept with that hat for days because I was so proud and so happy to do that. If I'm being honest, I am harboring extra hate for my mother and her lack of intent to do things for me and, and be a mom for me because I know that not being in my kids' lives like I should have been while I was drinking, that I potentially robbed them of things as well. And I'm able to understand that. What did I rob them of? Because my intent, drinking and alcoholism is a selfish disease. And then I had to be selfish again to fix myself, to go to treatment for 250 days in one calendar year. Go to jail. I, I had to face my consequences. That's not selfish. That's, you know, I mean, that's just paying a price for my selfishness, but... I had to take all this time and to get myself better. So what have I robbed my kids from? And I can't change that. And, and that's, that's all these things. That I, I, I understand that, but what I know, the moral of this thing is my intent has never been to rob them of anything I have. And I understand that I have a rough day on mother's day because I see all these people like, Oh, I thank my mom for this. I thank my mom for that. You know, and their moms were through crap. They were, you know, maybe they were in an extremely abusive relationship or, you know, um, the, the one girl in a meeting today said, you know, her mom fell and hit her head, yet she never, you know, she always found a way to take care of them. And I, you, you hear these women that are in meetings and are in jail and they're not seeing their kids on Mother's Day and they just want something, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to change. And perhaps my mom said all these things. Some people are going to listen to this thing and they're going to think, ah, oh, it's just a whiny little bitch session. And you know what? That's fair. And, but this is me talking it out and get it out there. And if, if, if anything, if somebody listens to this, 
and they hear me say that I'm not going to drink over that. And that's the, that's the truth. I've chosen to get on and, and talk about what's going on in my mind and heart. I went to a, a, a Zoom meeting. I'll probably go to another one after this one because I'm all fucked up about it. And I already feel better. I went to one meeting and I'm talking about now and I feel better. There are other ways to handle these things. I just need to make this clear. And this is going to you know, annoy some people that might hear this in the future. But the feelings that I have right now are not dislike and unlove. Okay. I'm harboring some much deeper feelings than this. Okay. This is, this is a woman that, you know, told me just in passing one day who my dad was. Oh, this is your dad. It's a random dude. We're going for a ride with, Oh, this is your dad. This is a woman that just in passing in like first, second or third grade, somewhere in there. Um, said while talking to somebody else while I was standing right there. Oh yeah. Scotty was molested. I didn't know, but I knew like, look, I was in, I was in kindergarten and I was doing things that uh, without getting too descriptive, I was doing things that high school boys do when they think about other girls. I was doing that in kindergarten and I can tell you the girl's name too. So I remember it. I was like, am I supposed to be doing this? Is this okay? Am I sinning? You know, cause there's a real religious home that I grew up in, but anyway, these these feelings that I have for this person, they're very strong and they're deep and they are not good ones. They are hate, loathing. Um, you know, I mean, I would never hurt or do anything like that to this person that's labeled my mother on my birth certificate. I would never do that. But if somebody called me right now and said that she was in the hospital from a bad accident or she, you know, only had a day or two to go before she passed and, and people are going to think I'm a really bad person. I'm just being honest. I wouldn't go and I don't care. And I'm trying to deal with these feelings and I'm trying to not feel this way. Uh, a couple podcasts ago, I made a promise to a dude that I would send a postcard because that's what he did with his father. He decided to send up one postcard sharing a memory that was favorable and positive to his dad. I committed to this person, my guest on the podcast, um, that I was going to do this and I'm going to do this. So I got to get a postcard and I have to think about a positive, write about and keep it positive. And I will tell you, it's been days now and I can't fucking think of one. But I made the commitment and I'm going to do it because I am not her and I'm not my old me. I'm a new me. I'm a better me and I'm going to continue to be a better me and I'm going to face these feelings. I'm going to talk about it with you and you don't have to listen. You can tell me to fuck off and close down the app and unfollow me. Uh, you can appreciate the honestness and the authenticity that I'm trying to present and talk through this and maybe share it with somebody else that maybe is going through this so they can hear the message that. I hate, loathe, and don't care if this person exists anymore. Right now at 10.17 p.m. on May 14th, 2023, I don't care. I don't care what the outcome would be if this person ceased to exist and how it happened. I would not care. And I am recognizing that those are dangerous and terribly negative feelings for somebody in recovery to have. They can bring you down and they can be a doorway 
if you haven't seen my other podcast and the things that I'm starting to post, it can be a way for this dude right here if you're watching on video. If not, you're not going to know what the hell I'm talking about, but watch my podcast and look for a creepy mask. It would be a way for that dude to creep back in and talk me into finding the bottle again. But that's not going to happen tonight. And that's all I can do. And then I'll do my best tomorrow to, to make sure it doesn't happen. But tomorrow I get to go watch my kids play baseball. Kid. And I get to see my other son for the first time in over a year in person. And because of that, I'm not, I'm, and because I don't want to go back to that piece of crap and to be a piece of crap, like the piece of crap that gave birth to me, I'm not going to drink today. So I meant it when I said happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there that are doing a great job. And if you're listening to this and, you know, maybe you haven't talked to your mom much or you know your mom has done things for you and maybe you haven't called like you should have or texted like you should have i i ask you to go ahead and do that give them a big fat hug for fighting through their shit and being a good mom because we all know it's not easy to be a parent and when you have substance use disorder because some people like to say it i'm just a fucking alcoholic in my mind when you're an alcoholic it's really hard it, it, it makes everything harder. So if you have a parent that is in recovery, especially, no, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be that. Everybody's darkest time is, is equal to everybody else's darkest time. If your parents did well by you, give them a big fat hug from the silver heathen and tell them you love them. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of outside sources that have at times presented as motherly roles, and I appreciate them beyond belief. Um, Cindy Michelin, the next door neighbor, who is the mother of my best friend, she fulfilled that role from time to time. Uh, Jean Campbell is uh, the wife of a coach that I had years back. I also played with uh, one of their kids, and I coached the other one. She has stepped in even today by giving me rides because I don't have a license. Stepping in is like an aunt or a motherly type role. Um, you know, uh, every single one of the women that I've uh, been in a serious relationship with, uh, all of those mothers did the same exact thing. Every single one of them. Every single one of them, I would choose over my own mother. Every single fucking time. So there are great moms out there, and I know that, and I'm not jaded against mothers. Mothers are badass when they're worth a shit. So much love to all the moms out there that are doing a great job. Much love to anybody that listened to this in its entirety. Please like, share, comment. Um, you know, Chew me out. Pick me up. Whatever you want to do. Uh, the more action on here, the more we can get the word out, the more action in the comment section and sharing. Uh, find me on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, tell me where I went wrong. Tell me what you've done. There is no right or wrong way to do, well, there is a wrong way to do recovery. Um, that's by going back, but there is no one right way to do recovery. As long as you're not drinking, that's that's the win. How you're getting to that point is your own path, but I'd love to hear it. I'd love how you dealt with things um, like this in your past, if you have, or know somebody that has, um, direct them to me. Maybe they can give me some insight on in what I should do. So again, thank you so much for listening. The podcast has been doing so well, uh, picking up steam, and uh, I am beyond blessed to to be a part of this and to have the people that have been on my podcast. We got some, we got London tomorrow, a dude from London. Awesome. Tuesday night, uh, late Tuesday night, I'm going to be recording a podcast with two other podcasters, kind of do a panel discussion thing. I'm going to try to pick up one more. Just, I am 
I'm beyond blessed uh, to be able to do this and share this with you guys. So take care and uh, we'll see you on the next one.